0: Our first scripture reading this morning is from the second chapter of John's Gospel, uh, John chapter 2, verses 1 through 11, and that's found on page 751 in your pew Bibles. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. In case you're wondering, I try to record these for people that aren't around. the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing each holding from 20 to 30 gallons jesus said to the servants fill the jars with water and so they filled them to the brim then he told them now draw out some and take it to the master of the banquet they did so and the master of the banquet tasted the wine that had been turned t- tasted the water that had been turned into wine he did not realize where it had come from though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine, after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miracle signs, Jesus performed at Cana in Galilee. He thus revealed his glory, and his disciples put their faith in him. Our second reading this morning is from the fourth chapter of Mark's Gospel, verses 1 through 20, and this begins on page 709. Again, Jesus began to teach by a lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake while the people were along the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things in parables. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants, so they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, multiplying 30, 60, and even 100 times. Then Jesus said, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now when he was alone, the twelve and the others around him asked him about the parables. He told them, The secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Otherwise they might turn and be forgiven. And then Jesus said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How will you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. Some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. As soon as they hear it, Satan comes and takes away the word that was sown in them. Others, like seed sown on rocky places, hear the word and once it and receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time, when trouble or persecution comes because of the word they fall away. Still others, like seed sown among thorns, hear the word. But the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the word, making it unfruitful. Others, like seed sown on good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop 30, 60, or even 100 times what was sown. This is the reading of God's Word. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that in your great mercy you have given us your holy and blessed Word. And we pray that we may always receive it with thankful hearts, live according to it, increase in faith, hope, and love, and at last obtain. Eternal salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A farmer in Georgia, ragged and barefoot, was standing on the steps of his tumble down shack. A stranger stopped by for a drink of water and just to pass the time of day. And he asked him, So, how's your cotton coming along? Ain't got none, the farmer said. Did you plant any? Nope, he said. Afraid of the mole weevils? Well, said the stranger, how's your corn? Didn't plant none, came the answer. Afraid there weren't going to be no rain. The visitor continued. Well, how about your potatoes? Ain't got none. Scared of potato bugs. Really? So what did you plant? Nothing. I just played it safe. I think a lot of you can relate to that. The parable of the sower, or the parable of the seed, is a parable about truth and what happens when the truth is rejected. And ultimately, it is a parable of encouragement. So keep that in mind as we hear about this parable that Jesus is teaching us a principle of God's kingdom. And the people he's talking to, a lot of those farmers, like most of you in here. So hopefully you'll understand this parable very quickly. Jesus starts off and he says, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. Now notice, the farmer went out. He made... A decision to do this. A purposeful decision. What's my point? Well, the point is, when it comes to sowing the seed that is the Word of God, it's not something that we do haphazardly. We do it on purpose. And when you do something on purpose, you make time for it. It's not a passing fancy. You make time because you're doing it for a particular reason. Jesus goes on. He says, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. So when the farmer sows, he reaches into a bag of seed that he has with us, and he just flings out the seed. He's scattering the seed. He's not going to go back until later to plow the ground. They did things differently back in Jesus' day when it comes to planting. But the point remains. The seed, the seed that is the word of God, is proclaimed. I like what I'm doing this morning. Um, the parable goes on. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among the thorns, which grew up, and choked the plants so they did not bear grain. But still, other seed fell in good soil, it came up and grew and produced a crop. Some multiplied 30, some 60, some 100 times. And then Jesus said, whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. And when he was alone, the 12 and the others around him asked him about the parables and he told them, he said, the secret of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to those on the outside, everything is said in parables, so that they may be ever seeing, but never perceiving, and ever hearing, but never understanding. Now how many of you, if you read this passage or hear these words, ask yourself, is Jesus trying to keep something from the people that he wants the disciples to know? It sounds like. He wants the disciples to know what's going on, but not the rest of the people. And so that's why he says to the disciples, I speak to you in parables. Because I want you to see and I want you to hear. So I have a question for you. I'm going to raise several questions during this time this morning. If Jesus is intentionally teaching something and he does not want someone to understand, is there a problem there? Do you have a problem with this? Maybe maybe we should. Maybe we should have a problem with this. But the New Testament says, I, Jesus, am come so that they might have life in him more abundantly. And Timothy, in in, first, Timothy says it is God who wants all men to be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. God wants everyone to be saved, but on his terms, through the truth that is proclaimed. So why does it seem that Jesus is teaching people something he doesn't want them to understand? Is it because Jesus doesn't want them to be converted? Is it because Jesus doesn't want them to have their sins forgiven? Does that sound like Jesus? No, no, I don't think that's the case. Now Jesus is asked in Matthew 13 by the disciples, Why do you speak to the people in parables? And Jesus said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom has been given to you. So here again, the disciples have the knowledge, but not to them, not to the ordinary people. Whoever has, more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken away from them. And that's why I speak in parables. Those seeing, they do not see, and no hearing. They do not hear or understand. And it's kind of like what Jesus said back in Mark 4, verse 9. He said, let them who have ears to hear, let them hear. Let them hear. You have ears, right? Do You hear? Yeah. So you're either making a decision right now. Do you want to hear? Or not hear? And some of you may have decided not to listen to me. Not to hear what I have to say. But here's the thing. You must make a conscious decision to hear and to respond to God's word. In verses 13 through 15 of Mark chapter 4, Jesus says, don't you understand this parable? If you don't understand this parable, how do you understand any parable? The farmer sows the word. And some people are like seed along the path where the word is sown. They hear it and Satan comes and takes away the word as soon as it was sown to them. Those people did not trust the word. They did not trust the seed. And so let me ask you something. Can Satan come and steal anything that you are holding on to? No sir, no man. We have the responsibility of stopping Satan. We have the responsibility of following Jesus. And so right now, I'm sowing the word. And you've got to have a decision to make before you walk out the doors. Because Satan's going to try to steal the word at every moment as it's coming out of my mouth. But you know, Satan has no power over you. He has nothing over you. It's the other way around. If we don't hold on and see, if we don't hold on to the word of God, then Satan has an advantage over us. Because Satan can steal the word when we refuse to hear. And that's what Jesus says. In verse 9, he says, He that has ears to hear, let them hear. Let them hear the word and let them hold on to the word. This is the criterion for hearing, and in verse 15, we have these words, those who have heard the word but refuse to hold on to it, they refuse to believe it. Now, Jesus is not talking about Joe Blow, the average, ordinary sinner. Jesus is talking about Harriet the Christian, he's talking about us, we are the ones Who are refusing to hold on to the Word? But ask yourself this. How can I be refusing to hold on to the Word? I'm here this morning. I'm here at church. I read my Bible. You know there's more to sowing the Word than just reading your Bible. Because you see, you have to do something with the Word that you hear. You have to do something with the Word that you read. Others, like seed, sow in rotten places, hear the word, and receive it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. And when trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Again, here are people who do not trust the seed. That's one of our biggest problems as Christians. We read the Bible. But maybe we don't truly believe what we read and when you don't believe what you read, when persecution comes and people are against you and disagree with what the Bible says, then you're not going to fight for what the Bible says. The person who has no root in himself has no scriptural foundation. Why is this? That person has ears, but they're not hearing. Hello? Hello? Have ears, but they don't hear what's going on. And the parable goes on. Still others, like seeds sown among thorns, hear the word, but the words of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, and the desires for other things come in and choke the world, making it unfruitful. Again, these people don't trust the seed. They don't trust that the word can do something for them. They don't trust what the word says it will do. And again, the world has come in and replaced the Word, the Word of God. And there are many of us in the body of Christ today where the, word, the world has replaced the Word. Many people have no problem sleeping in on a Sunday morning. We don't know if it's because we still, most of us still come to church, but there are those who like to sleep in. We give our tithes, and we give our offerings, we think everything's okay. But it takes more than just that, more than just being in church, and more than just giving our gifts. And finally, we come to verse 20. It says, Others like seed sown on the good soil, hear the word, accept it, and produce a crop, some 30, some 60, and some a 100 times what was sown. Ah, these are the people who trust the seed, they trust the word. But what we have in this parable is that those who did not get as far as verse 20, they didn't endure. They didn't endure because the Word wasn't producing as quickly in their lives as they wanted it to. Because a seed has to take time and grow. Sometimes we believe simply because we receive the Word, or we speak the Word, and we think that producing is going to happen immediately. That isn't the case. You know that. You plant a seed in the ground. You don't have something coming up the next day. It takes time. And one of the reasons the word does not produce is because there's no root in the person. There's nothing that allowed the word or the seed to take root in the person's life. The more time you spend in the word, the more time you spend confessing the word, worshiping, Pray, then you're starting to build a place where the Word can take root and spread out of you. Now, as we look at this seed parable, we find out that three out of four soils did not produce. Hmm. Why is that important, to suppose? Well, Jesus is training His disciples to go out and sow the Word. And He's making clear to them that there will be more people Listen to me now. There will be more people who will reject what is being said than accept what they are saying. So here's another question Who are the people who are doing the rejecting and who are the people doing the accepting? It's the body of Christ. And if this parable is any indication, three out of four Christians are not going to accept the totality of the gospel. Three out of four, 75% is telling his disciples that when you go out and you sow the word this is how it's going to be played out. Three out of four are not going to listen to you. They're not going to hear what you have to say because their ears are going to be closed and they're going to be closed on purpose. How many of you are still hearing what I'm saying right now? 25%? 50? 75? 100%? Do you think that those three out of four believe that they are not the one? Do you think that they are the one of the three that do believe? They need to see how the word of God is evident in their lives. People of God, we need to trust the seed to do what God says it's going to do. That's the big question. Because in the world, the world says that God's word cannot be trusted. By who are you going to believe? The world or the word of God? We must believe the seed. We must believe the word. And believe that it will come to pass in our lives. And as we stand on the word, we stand on that seed. And follow through until it comes to pass. And we won't accept anything less. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you sent your Son that we might believe in him and have eternal life. Help us by your Holy Spirit to continue unwavering in this faith to the end that we may come to everlasting life. Amen. Our closing hymn is number 544. Please stand if you are able.